I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. Well, well, that was a nice little break and welcome back to 2022. Hey, Nikki. Hey, Pete. Yes, we are. Um, we made it to season three. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that season three, I think we have now almost 77 episodes. It's it's like, it's, it's a pretty, lot of talking. That's it's a, a pretty lot. impressive. Pretty yeah, impressive. It's, it's a lot of talking. Uh-huh. And thank you listeners for those of you that are out there, mom, dad, whoever else, you know, maybe one or two <laughs> other people, colleague or so. Uh, thank you for for tuning in. But Nikki, uh, it's good to see you. I think maybe we'll talk uh, the last episode as we wrapped up season two. We looked at thank you so much for your knowledge there with intention versus resolution. I think that that's an important thing to carry with us into mm-hmm. this January of a new year. Yeah. And and tell everybody what we're talking about today. So today we're talking about perception. Mm-hmm. I got very excited when Pete recommended this. I mean, what did it, what was my reaction? Uh, it was very exciting. She's not joking. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> well, it was interesting because we were talking about what we would you know start off with, and she wanted something Eastern. And and I find uh, it's interesting. I don't know. Like when I do Dharma talks or whatever, it's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still learning. You know, I teach. I teach all the time. It's it's. You know, I, I feel therapy often is like coaching and teaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think when I just dive so much into just like Zen uh, mm-hmm. and some Dharma talks, like especially here on the podcast, it just be, I have to get better at that. Like, I think I just have to get more practiced. So when you asked about something more Zen, I was like, oh, what will that be? And then it just so turned out that, you know, um, one of the talks that I gave uh, on the new year. Um, was about perception and perception. It, it was kind of amazing. We haven't done one already really just committed to perception. Yeah. That's what Pete said. Well, when he said that word, I was like, yes, I love that. I love that word. And he's like, but how have we not talked about it? I'm like, well, I mean, we've definitely talked about perception. It's just that Absolutely. all of these concepts um, are interwoven with one another. So we haven't yeah. um, devoted, you know, a whole episode to, to but it really is its that. own episode. It so is. I'm glad we're it doing is. It. Yeah. That's why I was so stoked on it. I was yeah. like, yeah. So perception, um, you know, how do you, how, how do you see its place, uh, you know, in your clinical work? Oh, my clinical work. I was even thinking just like as a human and beyond. Well, all right. Be beyond, a human. Yeah. Well, you be are a human. human okay. First. I am a human first. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, perception, uh, you know, it, it's an important, uh, word to, to label because everything we experience is filtered through our own perception. So I yes. even like to think about it as, just like very literally how the body processes information. This is where I get geeky into like, you know, biological science and and also physics stuff, but um, we're never experiencing the moment really because the amount of time it takes, you know, though imperceptible to us to, you know, read the stimuli in our environment, go through our brain, uh, be translated into electrical signals that, you know, then present an image um, that our, our eyes are, um, you know, are seeing it, it's, uh, it's delayed, right. right. But, but we operate from this illusion that whatever our brains are seeing and telling us are like, that that's reality, that that's real. And just the truth of the matter is everything that we experience is our own individual perception of something. Everything, everything, 
everything. I mean, so it's like, it's kind of like with someone will be like, Oh, is that person hot or pretty or cute? It's like, well, that's about perception. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah as, as a very like superficial kind of tangible example, you know, I'll, I'll just give us a definition. Cause you know, I like to do that. So perception is uh, the state of being or process of becoming aware of something through the senses, mm. which I think that that's important. And one of the ways that I talk about this a lot clinically is, like say if someone's having like a, an issue within the family, you know, yeah. uh-huh. uh, as we just finished the holiday season, yes, uh-huh. uh, that's something that most of us listeners oh, can yeah. relate to. Mm-hmm. So if you have six people at a dinner, you'll get six different stories about what happened at that dinner. Yes. And that is a really good example of perception. They were all at the same dinner. Mm-hmm. One person at the one side of the table is not right or wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about their, about what happened at the dinner. And yet mm-hmm. you'll still get six different stories about what happened at the dinner. Yeah, because it's, you know, the word, of course, perspective is also relevant here, right? right? So, you know, whatever our perception or experiences, it's like, again, and I, I always, I know I brought this up in the past about like the Piagetian experiments. It's like the perspective, like where you're sitting yes. at the dinner table is a different experience. It's like the light's hitting you in a different way. You're right. hearing somebody's, you know, tone in a different way because of something that happened to you earlier. It's like, we're, we're filtering in information. And, you know, of course, this is where I'm, um, so curious to hear, you know, what, uh, what the Zen pers- perspective is on perception. Cause it's interesting as, as we're saying, uh, talking out loud, I'm imagining like patients listening to this and going, well, but aren't, you know, aren't you teaching me that mindfulness helps me experience things as it is. And it's like, yeah, that's what as we're trying to, yeah. As you see it, as you experience it, you know, yeah. um, like what are the facts? Um, yeah. because as you see it is your perception and, and, and however you feel it is your perception. You know, so if, if, if I, I, I perceive that I'm anxious or in danger. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so funny. I was just, I w- I'm literally just having the reaction where I'm thinking like, oh, this could get, um, this could get really hijacked Yeah. because somebody can then start to say, I'm thinking of like, for example, like alternative facts, yes. you know, like somebody yeah. could say like, well, what is, what are facts? Or if and it's like, I, I do think it's important to, to let yes. listeners know from just like a practical perspective, right? We can get very esoteric about things, but from a practical perspective, I'll say to folks like, look, but, if we surveyed a hundred people on the street, a hundred people on the street are going to say the sky is blue, right? right? And the sun is hot, right? right? Like that's, we can agree that we'll just say that's a fact. fact so, right. so I, I do just want to, um, <laughs> put that little caveat well, but, in here before we get into this. But that caveat right? is, but that's exactly where people get stuck. So I'm glad that you're doing that because mm-hmm. it, it it's, it, I don't even need to differentiate facts from alternative truth or truths or opinion. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is, yeah, facts are facts. You know, one plus one is two, right? Mm-hmm. There's no debating that, you know, and the perception of how to write number two, right? That's, or yes, that's <laughs> right? well, so well, that was well, so that is an essential distinction, right? It's yes. like one thing is reality, and yep. the other thing is our experience of reality. Like, so when I say one plus one equals two, I might in my mind have a perception of a one and a one with a plus sign in the middle and seeing yeah. two, uh-huh. right? That's sort of like yeah. relation, that's science, that's that's neurology, yeah. that's, that's relational frame theory. Whereas another person out there just sees a number two, mm-hmm. you know, and, and maybe they, you know, maybe they see the word in their language, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. dose, you know, or something yes. like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that is, that's the power of the mind. Yes. Ultimately, uh-huh. that's what we're saying about perception. It's the power of the mind. And from the Eastern perspective, what we teach. And so one of the things I, my Dharma talk that was on a new year on the new year day was about this is, this is not a different day. So we have this evening gatha that says like, you know, this night your days are diminished by one. Well, it, 
the the perception of our days being diminished by one doesn't change because it's my birthday and anniversary or mm-hmm. because it's New Year's Eve or Christmas or Hanukkah or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Nothing changes, you know, my. Well, and everything changes, right? right. Like it's like time is passing or like you're aging or sure, but it's nothing. Well, perception. But, yeah. Well, well, but also we could say, um, fast, so I'm so excited. We're talking about this. It's so fascinating to me. Um, <laughs> yes. Our perception changes. And like, I'm, I'm reminded of the, um, the Buddhist um, like saying about like, you're never looking at the same river twice. Right. Yes, because it's yes. like, it's constantly changing. It's like, and then people are like, well, what do you mean? It's the same river. It's like the molecules are different. Like yes, the temperature. Right. So it's like it's real dialectic showing up here. Right. That it's both yes. that nothing changes and everything changes at the That's same right. time. Yeah. Right. Well, and because one of the teachings, like there's lots of koans around this, like, you know, a student will come to the monk and say, like, you know, this woman said this. Am I is she right? And the monk will say yes. And then, but I thought that this was true. And the monk will say yes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it'll be that you know, I, I, when I talked about koans on here before, it's like it's trying to help you get unstuck, get flexible in how you're perceiving what your yes. perception is of the world. And so, yes. as a student comes and is asking about both of these scenarios, the the monk's response is just simply yes. Well, and I think this is something important um, for context that, and and Pete has mentioned this in, in past episodes that what in in you know maybe all of them, but I'll say many of the Eastern um, spiritual traditions like Buddhism, what they're trying to get at is to unstick you from what we think is reality is Absolutely. not actually reality, and that's where like, and I get very geekily into this. That's what like if anybody out there likes quantum physics, like quantum physics also talks about the same things, which, you know, I've talked about, I think I've mentioned the Tao of physics is a great read about this stuff, but, but that is really hard for us to compute because our brains are constructing an experience of consciousness of, of our reality, but that's not necessarily real, (laughs) you know? And that's really like, like, it's, it's that emoji with the brain exploding. Yes, well, so. because there and my teacher has a saying, and I I think I actually screwed up often the saying, but uh-huh. it's nothing exists outside the mind. Mm. It could also be everything exists outside. Yeah, the mind. yeah. And so sometimes I actually get confused which one he says, <laughs> um, because because they're both they're both perception. They're both okay. They're both I guess right. That so, but listeners, if you think about nothing exists outside the mind, and that's hard for people because. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, well, no, this this desk is here, this microphone is here, mm-hmm. and it takes my mind to describe it as a microphone. Yeah, it's, I'm laughing. I'll share this personal <laughs> anecdote. So, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this in the past. So, like I said, I like quantum physics. My dad and I are very into quantum physics. We read yes. all these books by Brian Greene, who's a physicist, and uh, my mom is not into this stuff. And so, my dad and I get in these like very long, deep, like existential discussions about like, yeah. you know. Uh, all this, you know, out there science stuff and then how it relates to Buddhism and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> my mom will always say, yeah, well, I'm going to go vacuum my real house. I'll talk to you guys <laughs> later, you know? <laughs> oh, I love her. Yeah. She, yeah. She's like, has no interest in it. Yeah. You know, I, I always tell her, I'm like, I'm like in the, in the matrix, you know, when they ask about yeah. the red pill, I'm like, you'd be the one that'd be like, I'm cool. I'll take the bill. I'll take yep. the blue pill. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> you know? right. like, she doesn't yeah. want to know. She God bless know. her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She doesn't want to know. Um, well, and you'll never know. You know, yeah, as much as we're trying, we're trying, you know, yeah, you know, God, bl- God bless you and Papa over there, but like, <laughs> yeah. we'll never really know. Yeah. And, and yeah. there's such freedom in that. And that's perception. It's like the perception is, is being okay with not knowing. 
Yes. So that's hard. It's hard. Well, and um, and it's unpleasant and uncomfortable because what do we always say? Our brains love knowing they love certainty, right? Oh, it only um, took you to the first episode of season three to talk <laughs> crap about our brain. But, I'm not, but it's, <laughs> I always laugh when you say that because it's know. like, it comes, it's like, um, it comes I really, from a place of love. It does. And it's also, and also frankly, like a place of reverence for, for them. Like, like that's how, you know, it's the, um, this is how we experience consciousness. It's just yes. that like, <laughs> what's so, you know, distressing to me is that we, you know, you can revere something, but also revere it like as it is in the brain, as I've said, it's like, it's an organ it is limited. Like all the things Pete's talking about, it's like, you know, we don't often walk around saying my brain is just constructing like a vision, like think about right now, you're listening to this podcast, you're hearing our voices, your, your eyes are open, you're looking at something, you know, in the room, you know, uh, and it's your brain is creating that, Yeah. you know, your well, brain, if you're looking at something in the room, it means you're not really listening to us. So, <laughs> so put it down and focus now, just <laughs> because the brain can only do one thing at a time. That's not perception. Yes. That's, that's but, true, but yeah. That's so true. I, so, I mean, how was I know you wanted, I, you first brought this up about like in your yeah. personal life or just as a human, do you see this like coming up in clinically? Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's all we talk about. I mean, it's like, yeah. I, I guess it's interesting because I don't think I, I, maybe I'll start after this episode. I don't use the word perception that much. Yeah. I use perspective like that. Yeah. I say all the time and judgment, right. That's yeah. something um, though, you know, again, just thinking out loud here, but maybe it's because perception gets, then we start to get into these like stickier concepts of like consciousness yeah. and but all I, that. Yeah. But I you like, know? I mean, I love that. Cause I, 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 I bring in, you know, and so yeah. do you, I do. but I bring yeah. in a ton of spirituality. And I just think that that's yeah. a big reason why this makes more sense because it's like, if I have someone who's like, say I have an athlete who's like stuck with their coach and I'll just help, it is perspective taking, but I'll help them practice some perception perception of even why they're responding the way they are to that coach and, and really mindfully work on, you know, non-judgmentally, like allowing totally. to just let that go um, and just see how their perception is likely what's interfering with them interacting with this person more constructively. A hundred percent. No. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I do the same. I mean, I think anyone clinically, I think that's what we're doing. I think it's just interesting right. sort of like what you're describing today though, in terms of like how the East talks about that word, I think yeah. maybe the reason I don't, and you know, maybe it's different for you, but the reason I don't end up talking about it is because it's probably taking away. It's so, it's so, it's so deep and in there. It's like, maybe, you know, the folks that I'm working with are like needing more tools around in some foundational things, like, you know, just practicing yeah. mindfulness at all, for example, or recognizing what their mind is saying to them, that they're evaluating things, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but I think that this concept of perception, because even I was thinking like when you read the um, definition, this, I, it didn't occur to me, but perception isn't just again, cognitive or visual. It's like, like, again, if someone is, you know, if someone's not sighted or they're, um, or they're deaf or, you know, yeah. or if, even if you're, um, you have access to, to, to all the senses, like, where, where there's perception in like tactile perception. Absolutely. I don't, I just, I, I hadn't like, um, I hadn't thought of it that way before. Yeah. I mean, so through all of your senses and that's how powerful, I mean, I guess arguably the, the mind is the driver Yeah. of the, of these perceptions, it right? Yeah. It's, it's like the conductor, it's the cruise director, mm -hmm. it's the pilot. 
it's in the translator. I it's think it's the translator. Right? That's better. It's, yeah, it's the. Tra- I just saw what was that Nicole Kidman in that movie? The translator is that? There's a movie like Wait, that. <laughs> I don't know that movie. Oh, really? You have to, it's it's actually trans- pretty. I don't know. It's not called okay. translator, but okay. she's working at the UN and she's the translator. And there's oh, some... I did not remember that movie, but you need I will to check see it out. I'll yes. see it. Google I'll it. See it. I'll Google it. Um, yeah. But it's a translator. I like that. Right. Because yeah. it's taking, this is where it gets back to like the brain is taking in whatever stimuli. So like sensory yeah. information through the eyes, the ears, the, you know, um, on your skin. Right. And then it's creating sensation and sounds and, and things that you see. I mean, we don't think about this stuff. We just walk around going like, yeah, this is, this is, this is reality. Well, I think you, we, through the practice of mindfulness, we certainly are more aware of it, you know, so we, we are, but, but I'm know. saying, but default, we're not, that's not no. our default to no. do that. Well, I mean, right? arguably nothing is our default. Default no. would be like eating Oreos, drinking a bottle of wine and just sitting on the couch <laughs> with my hand down my pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Quite, it's quite a visual. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know, someone from like Family Guy or something, but like, yeah. it's, you know, that's, I honestly, like this stuff takes more work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, I find I'm at a place now where it's rewarding. You know, I think I do find, you know, of course it has led to more peace. I embrace uncertainty, you know, um, I embrace, you know, suffering, um, mm-hmm. Because I could realize it's about the perception, you know, I see how much my perception impacts and, and, you know, interacts with all of these mm-hmm. moments of every point of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I guess I'm, I'm curious, just, especially from the talk that you did, like, what were, what are some of the other, what are some of the other sort of, uh, you know, I don't know, guidelines or, you know, thoughts that a Zen perspective has on the concept of perception or like, are there any other like cons or teachings that sort of help with this? I mean, or? I'm going to say the majority of them are. If yeah. Not all of them. I guess. Them, yeah. That makes know, sense. But it's, it's usually around what we would call dialectic and what Zen would call duality, mm-hmm. you know, so it's often around that. So like I'll read, it's like Zen maintains a stance of not one and not two, that it is a positionless position, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. And, and so, um, you know, where not two means negating the dualistic stance that divides the whole into two parts, while not one means negating the non-dualistic stance occurring when the Zen practitioner dwells in the whole as one. So there's a lot of like, it's not looking at do like one or two or splitting things up. It's really about trying to get to a place of um, positionless position. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I I think I've said on here, like perfecting imperfection. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's, Yeah. Well, and, and I, I wonder if there are people listening going, well, like, what's the point of that? Yeah. You know, because like, go back to my mom. She's like, I'm, I'm going to go back, go back in my, to my real, my real, my real house. house. And I it's like, <laughs> it makes me laugh every time. I love but, it. Um, too. But, and it's like, because there's truth in that too. Like we do need to go vacuum our house. Like that's the thing. Yes. It's like, like these concepts, um, like the point, I mean, I guess what I, my perception, my perception of this would be that the concepts are about understanding and, you know expanding awareness of, of what is though. It doesn't mean not living in, in your life, I think is important to say. Yeah. I, I think it's actually the opposite. It's kind of like mindfulness. When you teach in the beginning, you're like, yeah. don't judge, don't judge, just yeah. be experienced, yeah. you know, uh, what is it in the present moment on purpose, mm-hmm. not judgmentally. And people mm-hmm. are like, well, that's boring. It's like, yeah. and then it's really fulfilling. Yeah, totally. You know, yeah. and that's the same thing about perception. It's not to say I'm like, 
Look, I get, I like how sometimes my perceptions are distorted. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm with it. Like, yeah, that's great. You know, yeah, I can just yeah, laugh at it, like have sure. fun with it yeah, versus, sure. versus the suffering that would otherwise occur. Right. Well, and then I'm sure there are times where it's not so fun, right? Of course. Like, of you know, course. that too, yeah. which is like, I think like sometimes, um, you know, back to like what you just said about like, you know, perfecting imperfection, it's like, yeah having this information isn't going to cause any of us to uh, not, not struggle, right. Or, or not be bothered by struggle. Right. It's just um, it's about learning to, to move with that. And then to, to the point that, that you just made, and then there's space to more fully connect with the things that are fulfilling and we yes. do want in our lives. Right. And yeah. that's the part, you know, again, we say it over and over again here on when East meets West, right. If we want access to that stuff, we have to be willing to make room for the uncomfortable stuff first. You have to be able to experience that. So what a way to open up season three, uh, you know, thank you, Nikki, for your, your pearls of wisdom, as always from the behavioral perspective. And I'll leave with a quote uh, as we embark into 2022, we who look at the whole and not just the part, Know that we too are systems of interdependence, of feelings, perceptions, thoughts, and consciousness, which are all interconnected. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Pete Economo. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. Be present, be brave. This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Rubin. Content is for informational and educational purposes only.